breath in your body, there is hope. Welcome to Think Hope Podcast. I'm your hopeologist, Dr. Rosalind Tompkins, and once again, I am here to facilitate your journey of hope. And today, we are talking about a topic that is so very important, and that is how to move from despair to hope how to move from that place of despair and to despair is to have no hope. It's the absence of hope. It's loss of hope, you know, and sometimes we have hope and then circumstances happen in our lives and we lose it. And then we wonder, where can I find it? How can I get it back? Well, that's one of the things that I do as a hopeologist, which is my trademark moniker. I'm here to help you find hope, keep hope, and then also help you to spread hope and empower others through hope. And I am at uh, Destin Beach, Florida today from one of my places of hope. And I tell you, it is always a blessing whenever I can come for a little sabbatical and spend some time here. You hear the ocean waves in the background there. (laughs) As we talked about, the ocean waves are a symbol or a sound of hope. And I would say that the beach is definitely a place of hope for me and so many others. And I can say that as I look out and I see all the little blue umbrellas and the people that are sitting out on the beach and sitting uh, in the uh, in the uh, the sun, but they have the umbrellas, you know, because it does get a little... It gets lots hot in Florida. It was over 100 degrees uh, the other day in Tallahassee, and and I know in this area as well, but that's why we like the rain showers when they come. So whenever the rain comes, it it cools it down a little bit. But it's just nothing, nothing compares to being here at the beach. And I love all the beaches. I've been to some of the beaches all over the world, including South Africa, and uh, we went to the beach while we were there. And how about Haiti? Haiti has a beautiful beach and so many others. Of course, the Caribbean islands and the beaches there. But this is my spot. I've been coming here for almost three decades, uh, coming to this particular place, this spot on Destin Beach, where I'm actually on the beach and, and can look out now and see the waves and the white sand. And, and it's just a, it's a place that brings me hope. And when we're talking about moving from despair to hope, I remember the time when uh, right after my mother passed and and, uh, she had gone on, uh, may she rest in peace now, that was back in uh, 2008, so it's been 10 years now, it's been a whole decade, but I remember how I just felt so lost and lonely, and, um, and, and, and I came here, I came to Destin, and I spent some time on the beach where I am now. And, and I'm telling you, the Lord just really met me here. And by the time I left, I had hope. I had hope and I knew that I was going to be okay. She was in a better place. So that's one of the ways, uh, just right out the gate, <laughs> that's one of the ways that we can move from a place of despair 
to a place of hope, and that is just going to our place of hope, finding somewhere that that resonates with your spirit that helps to bring smile, bring a smile on your face and, and give you peace, and then and then try to spend as much time there as possible. So just wanted to just kind of share that nugget. But we're going to go over seven steps or seven principles, seven ways that can help you to move from despair to hope. And that's what I'm here for as your hopeologist, because even though we may be in, in a good place, I, I, you can never think that you can never forget how people are faring in life and some of the things that, that they go through, that we go through and that we have gone through. And, and, you know, we may not be there now, but nevertheless, there are those that are. And so we need to just continue to be, be ones that will share hope and help people to continually move from that place of despair to hope. And it's from the place of hope that we can find lasting solutions to any challenge that you may be facing. And that's the thing that's so powerful because when you, when you move to the place of hope, you are empowered or you are fused with power. And then when you have that, that power, that power to what? The power to hope, the power to think, the power to find solutions. Because as we say, hope is like the stars in the middle of the, in the midnight, where it's dark. And then when the stars begin to twinkle, then all of a sudden you see light and you can find your way. And so that's one of the reasons why it's very important that we move from the place of despair to hope. And so I'm going to share the seven steps that I've outlined uh, based upon my experience, also based upon experiences of others that I've coached because I am a life coach and my specialty is hope. So for this season, I am a hope life coach. And if you want to uh, go to another place of hope, because sometimes you say, well, I am hopeful, I have hope. But let me tell you something, there's always more. And the more hope we can get, then the higher we can go. Because remember, hope is like the helium in a balloon. So whenever you have hope, you can go high, high, high above the circumstances. And then not only that, as a hope coach, I can help you to be able to empower, I can empower you to be able to help someone else to get hope to have hope and that we can continue to spread this hope because uh, the sad thing is the suicide rate has increased. It's increased in the United States of America and it's, it's uh, from both genders, male and female across all ages. And for the young, uh, young ladies, uh, the girls, I would say uh, it's the highest increase between those, those, those formative years of 10 years, years old to about 14 to 16. And, uh, and that's just unacceptable because whenever you begin to see suicide, when people begin to think that suicide is an option, then they have moved to a place of despair. So before I share the steps of how to move from despair to hope, let's look at how we can first get to a place of despair. You know, because because whenever we're talking about despair, as I said before, it is the complete loss or absence of hope. 
loss of hope, being without hope. And so how do you come to that place where you're ending up in despair and then sometimes to the point of actually suicide and taking your own life? And some of us have been through some dark times. We're going to have uh, some of our Hope Squad members. They're going to come on and share a little bit about their own personal journey of how they uh, were able to move from a place of despair to hope. But when we ask that question is, first of all, how do people get into a place of despair? Well, the scripture in Proverbs, the 13th chapter and the 12th verse says, hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a longing fulfilled is a tree of life. And some of the translations say a dream fulfilled and, uh, and also when desire comes, it's a, it's a tree of life. So that's, that's pretty much, that sums it up. Uh, oftentimes we move to a place of despair whenever our hope is deferred. Now to be deferred, it means to be put off. It means to be postponed and delayed. But the thing that we have to realize is that oftentimes, just because it's delayed, it does not mean it's denied. In other words, there's so many stories of people who gave up right before the breakthrough, right before the thing that they were believing, they were hoping for, they were spending all of their energy, their time, their life doing, right before it came to fruition and they got their big break, or they received what they were, uh, you know, hoping for, they gave up. They gave up. And sometimes they gave up to the point of taking their, taking their lives or, uh, you know, also, you know, giving up the, the, the struggle, giving up whatever they were doing, and then someone else was able to benefit from all their years of toiling, of, of believing, of trying, of struggling, and then they give up. And, they, and then someone else is there to now receive the fruit of your, of your labor. And so many times that, that happens. And, and we don't want that to happen. We want to be those that, that move. And if we have to do it every day, every day, how, how, however it works out, to know how to move from despair to hope. So we get to the place of, of, of despair by having hope deferred or put off. How does that work? Say you are believing for something and you've been waiting and you've been believing and you've been trusting, you've been looking, and it just seems as though it never happens for you. Can anybody relate to that? I'm sure there are many that can say, yes, I can relate to that, where you you know that this is something that you feel it, it's it's supposed to happen for you or it's supposed to be yours, and it just seems as though the closer you get, the farther away it gets from your dream being fulfilled or your vision coming to pass. And so many people feel that way or they've, or they've had situations where they were waiting on something to happen and things just begin to go from bad to worse, bad to worse. And so instead of getting better, it got worse. Or, you know, oftentimes when people face loss, because we're talking about moving from despair to hope. And so first we're looking at how do you get into a place of despair? Well, despair is the complete loss of hope. 
And that's whenever there's no hope, you don't have hope, you're without hope. And oftentimes despair comes when there's a loss. Whenever there's a loss of a loved one, a loss of a dream, a loss of a, sometimes a money, you know, a loss of, of marriages that break up or a loss of, of some maybe a, a position or something, a business. You know, all types of loss can, can, can throw us into a place of despair as well. So loss then brings loss of hope. Because that thing that we that we lose is 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 the thing that we were putting our hope in. You know, if I just have this money, then I'll be okay. Then we lose the money. Then we lose the hope. And so that's why all of these things are so so interrelated and interconnected. That that whenever we're talking about moving from that place of despair to hope, the first step is to determine the cause of despair, determine the cause of despair. And oftentimes we don't do that because we, or, or we determine incorrectly. In other words, we don't determine, we blame, okay? We blame, we say, well, this person is the reason why, you know, I'm in despair or, or this, you know, this hadn't have happened or they hadn't have done this, then I wouldn't, I would still have hope. And that's why whenever we determine what we must do is be brutally honest because it calls for self-evaluation. And when you do a self-evaluation, what you know is this, that no one else is responsible for your feelings and emotions but you. So you can't have the blame pointed outward you have to look at your, you have to take responsibility for why you are in this place of despair. Determine the cause of the despair. And oftentimes, just as I, I mentioned, whenever we have our hope in people, hope in this person, hope in this relationship, hope in this, this uh, job, hope in this, this, these things that I possess, the money, house, you know, hope in anything other than God, then we are setting ourselves up for a fall. We're setting ourselves up for despair because we must have hope in the right place. And that is hope in the Lord. What we hope in, 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 in God then he'll never leave us nor forsake us. Now, a lot of times people say, well, I was trusting in God and I was praying and this person still died or this person still left or I still lost and what have you. And, and so that's, that's where we have to you know, look at that and say, well, it's not hope in God doing what we want him to do, but it's hope in him being who he is in our lives. Hope in God being God in our lives. Hope in the Lord never leaving us nor forsaking us and being there to give us peace and joy and love and to trust him that he's working everything together for our good. And, and that's where that hope in God comes from. So that's the first step. You have to determine the cause of the despair because oftentimes you will stay in despair in that place of loss of hope without hope, as long as you are 
looking at it from a from a, uh, a perspective of, or I would say from the wrong perspective, where where you believe it's it's one reason, where in fact it's another reason. Because unless you can can determine what it is, then you can be like if you think it's this person or this particular situation that's causing you to be hopeless, then you know you can always point your fingers. But then when you take responsibility, you say, well, you know, they may contribute to this, but why do I let them? You know, why am I allowing myself to, to be in this situation of despair? So that's number one. Number two, you have to confirm with someone else that you trust. Now, what are you confirming? So you determine the cause of the despair. Then number two, you want to confirm with someone who knows you, who loves you, who, who will tell you the truth and, and, and that, that you have determined correctly. Because, because, see, this is so important. It's almost like this diagnosis state, stage. Because, you know, unless you get that right, then it's going to be hard. The other steps will be hard, if not impossible. Because, so, so that's why you want to, to not just be on your own with this, but just have a conversation with someone and, and, and be that you can be honest with and brutally uh, honest and share with them what you believe is the cause of your despair. And you say, well, you know, it may just be that, you know, I have been, I have my expectations in the wrong place. I've set my expectations uh, in man and not in God or in this particular uh, job or this particular, you know, money or material possessions. And, and to be able to share that with someone that you can trust and they, they confirm and say, well, because if they know you or if they have any kind of wisdom and discerning, they'll be able to share with you. Well, yes, I, I believe that is, that's accurately, that's accurate. Or they may say, well, you know, no, I'm not quite seeing that. And then that way that will help you to continue with that process of self-evaluation and, and really looking to determine why am I in this place of despair? What happened to my hope? Where did hope go? Where is hope? Where can I, how can I get it back? You know, what is hope? So, <laughs> Those are the places that lead us down a path to nowhere. And, and like I said, down, down, down. So we're going to take a little break here, and uh, we'll listen to one of our surveys of hope that, uh, that we've been implementing in the community where we're asking people just four simple questions to share with us because we are trying to, to get a handle on, on where people are when it comes to this whole subject of hope in order to be able to help and empower people in hope, we first have to diagnose and find out where people are. So that's what the survey is all about. And I'm going to share uh, one of the surveys, and then we'll come back, and I'll continue to give you the next steps of how, because it's seven steps uh, of how to move from despair to hope, and then we'll also bring in some of the hope squad. So we'll be right back after this break with this hope survey. I'd just like to say thank you for agreeing to record your answers with us. Okay. Okay. Now, um, the first question is, what is hope? In your own words, what is hope? Eternal life. 
knowing that I have eternal life. Okay, okay, very good. And what brings you hope or makes you hopeful? Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> all right. And what are some of the things that zap your hope or make you feel hopeless? Uh, unexpected sickness. Mm-hmm. Um, unexpected bills that you're not able to pay. <laughs> Sorry yeah. to take your answer, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, I understand. And now, um, the last question is, think about the last time you felt hopeful. How was it? And are you hopeful now? And what do you experience when you are hopeful? I am always hopeful every day of my life to wake up and have my life, health, and strength. And to know that Jesus Christ is my Savior, that is my everyday hope. All right. Okay. Well, thank you so much. We have a few goodies. Okay, so that was a that was a good hope chat there. Uh, well, a hope survey, and uh, and and it was uh, someone. And I remember this dear sister. She was someone who had moved here from New York, and and uh, I believe she was in the ministry as well. And she was saying how uh, th- that that was something that kept her going to be able to to have this hope. And I share that to just to show you how important it is. Whenever we have this hope that we can, like she said, I, you know, I, I don't get, you know, zapped. My hope, I don't allow my hope to be zapped. I'm always hopeful. And some people say, well, you can't always be hopeful. Well, yes, you can. Yes, you can. You can, you can always be hopeful. But in case you don't, in case something happens and you end up in a place of despair, there is hope. You can move from that place of despair to hope. So I'll share one more uh, step, and then we'll bring in uh, one of the Hope Squad members. So let's go over the first three steps. Determine the cause of despair. Confirm with someone else that you trust, okay? And then number three, plan your strategy to move from despair. So this planning process is so powerful. And let me tell you something. Your goals should always include physical movement and nutritious eating, doing things to care for your body. And the reason why I say that is because oftentimes whenever we're in despair, which is also we could call it depression, that could be sometimes we are depressed, depression, clinically depressed. And what happens is, and I've been there before as well, where you don't want to get out of bed and the only thing you want to do is sleep and eat. And they, and they have the comfort foods that they call them, the comfort foods. And, and they often make you feel worse. You know, it may feel a little comforting in the, in the beginning, but by the time you finish eating all that cheese, because most of it has cheese and a lot of fat and sweets and sugar and all of that that they call as comfort food. And then by the time you finish eating it, you're sluggish, you feel worse. So, so when you plan your strategy to move from despair, always have goals that include physical movement and eating right, eating nutritiously. And that brings me to number four, and that is set your goals. See yourself completing your plan and believe that you can. Okay. All right. So I'm going to go ahead and bring in, I see uh, Juanita has had her hand raised here for a while. Hello, uh, hello, Juanita. Hello, Dr. Tompkins. Hey, how are you? Good, and you? 
I'm doing well. So have you been ever been in a place where you were in despair? Yes. When my son lost trial and he had to go to prison. Oh, let's talk about that. I was in despair. Yes. I was in despair because I was hoping that he would be able to win and get out because I never wanted him to be in that place. Mm-hmm. And that well, was my you, um, place of despair. Mm-hmm. Well, how did you move from despair to hope, or, or are you still in the despair? I moved from that place of despair because I realized I couldn't stay in the state that I was in. I had to keep getting up and looking up each and every day of my life and know that one day it's going to get better. So I had to keep pressing forward with hope. Okay, and how was you able to do that? I grabbed hold to the living hope, mm-hmm. which is God Almighty. And also with support groups. And I do thank you, Dr. Tompkins, Hopeologist, oh, for okay. the tools you have given me to use to move forward, even in that state that I was in. All right, all right. Well, you are certainly welcome. And as I'm and, and as I'm going over these steps here, uh, determine the cause of despair, confirm with someone else that you trust, plan your strategy to move from despair, set your goals that includes physical movement, nutritious eating, and uh, see yourself completing your plan. Believe that you can. Uh, did you see yourself going through any of these steps during that process? Yes. Yes, I did. I confirmed okay. with someone uh-huh. <laughs> with the support and everything, um, and also with you and family, and um, knowing that it's, it's going to get better mm-hmm. no matter what. Mm-hmm. It's going to get better. And uh, I am still hoping the things that's going to change for my son, just like God did it for me, he'll do it for him also as well. I never give up. And I'm still mm-hmm. hoping. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, that's good. That's good. Well, thank you so much for sharing. And, and uh, we'll continue to uh, lift him up in prayer. And, and we have hope because we know that God is able. So thanks again for sharing that with us today. All right. You're welcome, Dr. Tompkins. All right. So, you know, it's so many different instances. We have to see ourselves Moving from that place of despair to hope we can do it no matter what the circumstances may be. And just, and I, one thing I love about Juanita, she's a member of the Hope Squad and, and all that she's doing is that she doesn't give up. And like she said, never give up. She doesn't give up even during the, the hard times and the things that she's facing. I see that in her, that tenacity that, that keeps hope alive. And so that's one of the ways you, you have to determine the cause of hope, confirm with someone else you trust, plan your strategy to move from despair, set your goals, see yourself completing your plan, believe that you can, And then number five, focus on teaching, I mean, focus on reaching your goals and get rid of the distractions. Now, that focus is very important. Focus on reaching your goals 
and get rid of the distractions. That's when you have to have that that tenacity and that 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 ability to not give up because it's so easy to be distracted by life and other people and other situations. And then number six, pray and ask God for help. And that's what you should be doing along the way. And then number seven, reach out to others who see and believe in your potential and are and and they will help to empower you, not control you. And that's the important thing. You need empowering, not controlling, because because in essence, it's you that will have to get out of that place and to stay out of that place. No one can keep you in that place. No one can really keep you out but yourself. But you can join with people that will help empower you with the tools, with, you know, all the things that we've been talking about, and even as, as uh, Juanita said about that support and, and having people to encourage you along the way and then having, uh, it, you know, I just want to just let you know, as a hopeologist, I am available. I am a life, a hope life coach, and I can help to empower you to move from despair to hope. And even if you're already in hope, to, to help you to take your hope to the next level, because that's one of the things that I do. So if you'd like to uh, find out more information uh, about what I can help you with, if you're there, or if you know someone who needs to move from that place of despair to hope, then go to my website, and that's rosalindwhitetompkins.com. And then also, if you'd like to be a citizen of hope, where you're actually trained and equipped to help others to move from that place of despair to hope and be a part of this hope campaign, then go to think-hope.com or makeahopeconnection.com and the information will be there because we are, we are putting together a, a multitude, a tribe of people who are believing in this message of hope, who are, who are moving from despair to hope, being empowered in hope, going higher in hope, and then helping others to, to move from that place because we're going to turn this situation around, this hope crisis that we're facing in America. All right, so I see, let me go ahead and pull in another one of our Hope Squad members to share, and I'll go ahead and bring in my husband, my dear husband, Kwame. Hello, Kwame. Hi, babe. Good, good evening. Good evening. Good evening. How how are you? Doing well. A little bit um, by myself here. <laughs> yes. Well, you'll be here soon. See, I, I told everybody I'm at the beach now. I'm on a little sabbatical it, here in Destin, and and uh, so my hubby will be joining me in in a couple of days. So we we are missing each other. So how how are you, how do you move from despair to hope? That's such a fascinating uh, conversation, and I believe that the steps that you were describing earlier on are key. And um, mm-hmm. for me, it's something that I experienced, and the actual critical step for me was when the when the when I entered into a relationship with Christ. That was the mm-hmm. critical step. Because mm-hmm. I was flailing around, I was wondering, you know, what is my purpose? I'm in a well-paying job with 
no purpose. And, you know, that's not a good thing. You get paid and you find no purpose in what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So that once once that relationship was, was uh, established with him as my Lord and Savior and the priority of seeking him first, then everything mm-hmm. else started to fall into place. Yes, yes. Well, that that is something because I I would say that that was you determining the cause of the despair. You realized that you needed the Lord and and all of the other things was were they were not filling that void and so it was still bringing you there was no purpose that that purpose wasn't there. So so I thank you for sharing that and uh and it is exciting to when you find purpose, when you determine that cause and you, you're able to uh, map out your strategy, set your goals, focus your life on reaching those goals and continue to pray and reach out to people who believe. And, and I'm one of those, I'm one of the ones that God has placed in your life that I truly believe in your potential. And, uh, and, and I thank God that we're empowering each other to succeed. So thank you so much for your input tonight. Thank you, dear. Exactly right. (laughs) All right. Okay. So we are looking at how to move from despair to hope. There's so many people out there in a place of despair, even during the holidays, whenever everyone else is so excited, the the suicide rate actually goes up around Christmas. Whenever all of the love and good cheer and, and everything is going on, and then, but there are some people that are lonely, and loneliness will oftentimes bring you to that place of despair. But, but I'm here to tell you tonight that you don't have to stay there. You can move from despair to hope, just like so many of us that, that we have, and then also there's countless others who have testimonies, and not only that, but that we have to continue to stay in that place of hope, and we can. We certainly can do that. Okay, I'm going to bring in another uh, Hope Squad member here. Uh, Let's see. Nettie? Nettie, are you there? Hello? Yes, I'm here. Okay, so how do you move from despair to hope? You've been hearing the steps and everything, and uh, what would you like to share with us? Well, I was thinking about it even earlier, and I was thinking about um, sometimes you have to go. You know, you have to move and do something. And in particular, uh, Dr. Tompkins, I was thinking about when you <clears throat> when you had to encourage me after all those years of being clean and then having the uh, relapse and not a lot of options here in Tallahassee, and I had to go, you know, actually mm-hmm. leave and go, and and how hard it was for me just to stay clean in that time, and even when it was time to go, you know, still getting distracted and, and going and, and using and doing, you know, and, and, um, and how I felt like I wasn't going to make it, and I mm-hmm. had to mm-hmm. hold on to you know, hope even in the midst of despair because it just seemed like I couldn't stop myself. Right, right. So that way, uh, what I see is when you determine 
that the cause of the despair was the location. And sometimes we're in depressive states because of where we are. Mm. The people we're hanging around, wow. uh, so some of the things that we're doing, it can it can keep us in that place of despair. So sometimes the the first step is as we determine the cause and then we plan the strategy and the strategy includes moving from the people, places, and things that continue to keep us in that place of despair and hopelessness. So thank you so much for sharing that, uh, that particular story. And, uh, and we will continue to stay in that place of hope and also yes. focus and not be caught up in so many distractions because distractions will always bring you back to that place of despair because you start feeling overwhelmed. You're just overwhelmed. You don't know what to do. And yes. so thank you so much for sharing and uh, thank God you. bless you. All right. Okay. We are, I tell you, it is so much on this topic of moving from despair to hope. And I'm going to go ahead and bring uh, our, uh, another one of our Hope Squad members in, and then we'll go back over the steps before we close tonight. So I see Millie Poulos. Millie? Good evening, Dr. Tompkins. Good evening. So have you ever been in a place of despair in your life? Yes, ma'am. I remember when I was unemployed and I was mm. uh, my focus was going to uh workforce and mm-hmm. keep going on the computer and looking and then I'd be I'd be like shedding silent tears. Nobody knew around me. And I'd be going, mm. when, when am I ever going to get a job? What, is, this, is this what it's about? And I would focus on the Lord, on helping mm-hmm. me. And then I appreciated all your prayers and everyone just keep lifting me up and mm-hmm. staying focused. Yes. Yes. Well, that is wonderful, and I'm glad you mentioned that because so many times that's one of the reasons why people end up in the place of despair because they lose a job or they can't find employment, and, and, and that is one of the reasons why we have whole communities that are, that are in that place of, of hopelessness. So moving from despair to hope, it does take a tribe. It takes the help. It takes prayer. It takes focus. It takes all these things, but the good thing is we can do it. And so thank you so much for sharing with us again tonight and being a part of the Hope Squad. Thank you, Dr. Tompkins. All right. And I also want to say if anyone else that's that's on the call, if you've called in and you'd like to share uh, your experience, any experience you've, you've had from moving from despair to hope, just press one. I'll see your hand. I'll bring you in. Because this is a very important topic as we talk about how to move from despair to hope. We're going to have another break and hear another one of our surveys that we had out in the community. And as we continue to listen, to see, and to hear how people feel about this whole subject of hope. And we believe that we can change the world through the power of hope. So I just want to thank you so much for taking the time to record the answers to our Mothers in Crisis Hope Survey. Okay. So number one, uh, what is hope in your own words? 
Hope is this feeling that you get inside when something motivates you, it gets you going. It's like a light in the darkness that you feel mm -hmm. when times are the toughest. Yes, yes, yes. And what brings you hope or make, makes you feel hopeful? With the way that everything is going in the world right now, seeing the innocence and purity of children and how they can see the best in any sort of situation, that gives me hope, makes, you know, makes me feel like there's hope for humanity. Yes, yes. The future, our the children. Future. Yes. Yes. Okay, and what are some things that zap your hope or make you feel hopeless? Bigotry and racism. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and think about the last time that you felt hope. How was it or um, what do you experience when you are hopeful? When I feel hope, when I'm hopeful, I feel this wave of relief, like this lightness goes through my body and like you get that adrenaline rush and you want to go. Yes. You want to go. Get it. No yeah, way. yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, thank you so much for uh, for uh, sharing your your thoughts about hope with us. And we have a few gifts that. All right. So as you can see, hope is something. Hope is a powerful force. Hope is what we all need. No matter who you are in this world, you need hope. It is. It is not about gender. It's not about race or ethnicity is certainly not about a political party uh it's it's not about how any of the ways that we divide ourselves but it is a force that we all need in order to live and in order to have a successful life a life that i believe jesus came for us to have and that's life and that more abundantly so just going over those seven steps again of how to move from despair to hope. Number one, determine the cause of the despair. Number two, confirm with someone else that you trust. Number three, plan your strategy to move from despair. Number four, set your goals. See yourself completing your plan and believe that you can. Number five, focus on teaching your goals on reaching your goals, I always say teaching, focus on reaching your goals and get rid of the distractions. Number six, pray and ask God for help all through the process. Number seven, reach out to others who see and believe in your potential and will empower you and not control you. And that, that is just a few ways that you can move from despair to hope. Now, I'd just like to talk to you tonight. Those of you, some of you who are listening to this podcast, you're in a state of despair right now. And I just want you to know that there is hope that even though it may appear as though things are bad and they'll never get better, there is a brighter day coming your way. Tomorrow, just keep breathing, keep living Keep trusting, keep reaching out, and even coming and listening to uh, podcasts such as this. Keep your hand in God's hand. And if your hand is not in his hand, you, you can put your hand in his hand by accepting him in your life. You can do that. And once you do that, you'll begin to feel a little better. It may not happen overnight. But I guarantee you, you will begin to see that there is hope and life is 
worth living. You can move from despair to hope. And if you'd like to find out more information or if you'd like to speak with me, I would love to have a hope chat with you. Just go to think-hope.com and contact us and we will be there to help you. And as a hopeologist, I will help you to facilitate your journey of hope. Go to RosalindWhiteTompkins.com, find out more information, and contact me. And I guarantee you that there will be a better day. Until next week, continue to think hope, make hope connections, and always remember, as long as there's breath in your body, there is hope, and you are breathing. Until next week, may God bless you richly. Remember, as long as there's breath in your body, there is hope.